Pirates. Welcome to the Wobbly Arrow Podcast, featuring your favorite host, beautiful and lovely, talented Justin Horn, world famous, yeah. world famous, and Jimmy. I Neese. said, honey, <laughs> I think I got a tick in my butt crack. <laughs> and I'm like a 16 year old girl who just turned 16. You <laughs> at me like I'm some crackhead. Oh, I looked at him like a, he was a 16-year-old girl that, that just, turned just turned 16. <laughs> Spread his butt cheeks for some reason. Yeah, I, well, I like to do that when I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Wobbly Arrow. Hey! We had, Tyler and I were going to mess with Justin. He went out to use the bathroom and we're, we're playing on the mics while you're gone. Oh, okay. We're we both we can still mess with him. We're, yeah, we were both okay. going... <laughs> and i'm like hey i'm gonna ask for five seconds silence i'll point at you and we'll both do that at the same time we'll do it for two beats we'll just look at justin yeah but i didn't know when you like now's the time uh, i said give most, me five seconds most of the time. i'm getting ready to point and he's like oh my gosh we got we got a turkey crazy we got a good show for you tonight yes we do we uh we had one of the known pros in the asa this Joker's even won Vegas and Lancaster. That's right. Mr. Alex Whiffler is going to be on the show tonight. Yes, he is. It's a good show. Good show. There's some good information on this show. Yeah, very informational. Yeah, it really is. So we're going to talk about sponsors. Yes, sir. The Illinois ASA Federation, Archery Shooters Association Federation of Illinois, State Directors Dale and Kara Coonert. Yes, sir. And ma'am. Mm. Yes. Yes. Dale and Kara do a good job of making sure everything runs smooth for all the clubs in Illinois. It's all voluntary. Yep. Volunteer. It ain't yeah. good. It's great. It's great. That's right. They, uh, April 14th and 15th is the next shoot. Panther Creek Bow Hunters in Chatham, Illinois. Chatham. Chatham. Holla. Holla. So, April 14th and 15th, if you're looking for a place to shoot, go shoot with the Illinois ASA Federation. Let them know that the Wobbly Arrow sent you. Get your Wobbly Arrow discount, 10% off of nothing. It's a great discount. I'm just telling you. It is a great discount. We worked really hard and twisted his arm. To get that discount. Yeah, we had to twist Dale's arm clear around behind his back. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Made him scream, call for his mom, and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, April 14th, 15th, Chatham, Illinois. Next sponsor up, Osage Creek Archers. That's right. Your family-friendly 3D course. Quality Lime Road in Marshall, Illinois. That's right. Next shoot is April 21st and 22nd. Yes. Come and see us, kids, 12 and under, shoot for free. We've got good food, too. Get you a hog and dog. A hog and dog. Hog and dog. It's a big old dog with a big old hog. (laughs) Yep. Big old quarter pound all beef hot dog with a slather and a pulled pork on top. Mm-hmm. You better be hungry. Can't even see the dog. Bun and all. Yeah. You can see the bun peeking out from the side. Yeah. You don't really see the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Nothing. Um, <clears throat> next sponsor. Nice Archery. Quality. Integrity. Integrity and commitment, and commitment. to the customers. Wow. Go ahead, guys. I'm going to sit back. Look at that. I'm going to tell you this right now. It is the best number one archery shop on Quality Line, Line Road. Road. <laughs> wow. The timing. What the hell? You guys didn't even plan it, and Tyler doesn't laugh, hey, and he nails it. Give us five seconds. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you get you give us ten minutes on the phone, and we're going to Mexico. We're going out west. We're going to Florida. We've already got all this planned out. I mean, I'm the best turkey hunter that's ever killed a turkey. <laughs> that's your new. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's Tyler's that's new handle. Tyler. Yeah, especially if he doesn't kill one this year. Uh, uh, the best turkey best hunter turkey hunter that's, that's never killed, killed a turkey. Woo. There it is. We got it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's going to be asking Tyler, how'd your turkey season go? <laughs> I'm the best turkey hunter. We're great. Yeah. Um, turkey. Went in, paid my $20, and walked out the store with it. Did you? Butterball. Butterball oh, yeah. Turkey. Did Butterball. You, smoke it? you ever smoked a turkey? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like deep fried. I like smoked. We smoked one for eight hours. Mm. Last Thanksgiving. Mm. On Buster Smoker? No. No? At uh, Buckler's. Oh, Bucklers Incorporated. Bucklers Incorporated. Did you see today he put up Barnwood, him and Crystal? Yeah, I know that. I guarantee that wasn't voluntary. He can't come <laughs> He can't come uh, help you le- nope, build a level bar. No, nope, can't help me build a bar. We don't want to come hang out or nothing, but... You can slap up some Barnwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see how you roll. Yeah, we see how you roll. He so, could be here right now, but he's not. Our last sponsor is sword sights and tree limb clippers gotta love the rod that's right rod yep. puts out a good product cares about his product rod's a genuinely good guy yes <clears throat> um all all made in the usa 100 percent um quality aluminum cnc machine t60 61 aluminum parts uh sold a few more swords this week and today yeah. as a matter of today fact sold two today two or three today two or three yeah, yeah. Um, and it's good from quality every level, from a sixty dollars site to a four hundred dollars site. Yep, it's the same. It's all the same stuff. Yep, it's all good quality equipment. So if you're looking for a good site, you need to do yourself a favor and look for a sword sword site at your local dealer, or ask your dealer to check out <clears throat> sword sites, or come to uh, the best bow shop on Quality Lime Road. Marshall, Illinois, Nice Archery. He's got a couple of them in here. If not, he can order in any shape, color, size, yep. whatever you want. Yep, yep, yep. They're mm-hmm. fully customizable. That's one nice thing, too. Yes, you can customize is. pin sizes, colors, placement, all kinds of stuff. Um, same with uh, True Limb Quivers. He makes top quality quivers, too, for your bow. Completely so. customizable. The one-stop shop. One-stop shop for all your archery needs. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not once, needs. Let's get this correct here talking about jimmy's shop needs wants what's that mean just kidding you telling people that they don't need to buy something if they want it no hmm good to see you practice what you preach there horn (laughs) 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 what do you got to say to that nothing saying this intro is a little long we're only at six minutes really yeah wow he only asked for five that's true what the heck man i don't know i'm out of it why used to be on night shift messing with me is it yeah i can't sleep even when i'm i can't sleep at night and even when i get sleep at night and i wake up i'm still sleepy so tyler thanks for being here Mm -hmm. you're a man of many words again yes i'm always a man of many words yeah but when he does speak it means something it's uh it does well he's nuts and butts i'm 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 here for you guys yeah you know I I could be doing other things right now, but I just right. you know I just no yeah, we're gonna could, be here. He could be at home using his turkey call. That's right. <laughs> he could be. 
He could be. Um, this is a really... I've had some of them answer back. Usually, <laughs> shut the heck up! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that was a Tom. It's been probably the uh, one of the funnest months of just listening to Drew bitch at Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, we all, all he does is, is he calls for turkey and then answers himself, and I'm sure he does it. At the house all day, every day. Uh-huh. No, I got to go to my day job. You do it at work too, I'm sure, right? I'm telling him that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. One unknown fact that we didn't really get to during the episode that you need to know, and we're going to email Mike Tyrell. Mm hmm the ASA mm-hmm. and see if he can set Alex up to be like a crowd warm up at the next shoot down. That's right. I want to see it. Alex is a comedian. <clears throat> he's got actual jokes. He's, he's written. Yes, he does. And some of them are really funny. Some of them are real funny. Yes. We, Oh, they're it. all funny, but some right. of them are really funny. So what was about 20 minutes uh-huh. after? Yeah. yeah. We sat <laughs> and just listened. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Cool. He did a, a set for us. Funny dude. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> he's very funny. So we're going to hit up Mike Tyrell. Tell him to, uh, if you guys at the Pro-Ams, be sure and hit up Mike when you see him. Say, hey, we're, we're word on the street is that Alex Wiffler is a funny dude and we want him to do crowd warm-up. We're going we're gonna to see if the Wobbly word Arrow can get this. Word on the street, yeah. Quality Lime Road. <laughs> hey, 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 easy, easy. Tell Mike, word on the street That's is right. that Alex is a funny dude and he's open to doing the crowd warm up for the shoot down. Dang right he is. Let's make it happen. That's right. Make some big signs. We want Alex. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. Yep. That's right. We're going to put the, I don't know, fun and dysfunctional. See if we can get the dysfunctionalness of the wobbly arrow to creep into the yeah. ASA a little bit. Yeah. We're just sneak right in there. So enjoy this episode, guys. Until next time. Stay wobbly. <laughs> there you go. I'm just being an idiot. That's all it is. <laughs> well, that's par for the course. Yeah, that's par for the He's course. Pretty good at it. Yep. Hey, if you're good at something, that's right. Well, well me and me and Jimmy, it's got. It, you won't hear me talk a whole whole lot because. We got two sides of this. Jimmy's the big, he's a bit, he's big into ASA. He's big into uh, the target archery side. And I bring a lot of hunting and fishing, a lot of fishing knowledge to the podcast. So it's a little bit back and forth, but most of your questions are probably going to come from Jimmy today. Uh, and maybe Tyler, if we can get him to talk. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my fishing knowledge consists of. You put a bait on there, and a fish comes in. Exactly. That's, that's hey, why you and I that's are, why you and Jimmy are gonna get along. <laughs> like that, that's about. I mean, I think the last time I actually went fishing, like period, was probably about seven years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> So, um, welcome to the Wobbly Arrow, guys. The the people you've been here, and I've been recording for just a few seconds. Uh, we've got a special guest. We're honored to have Alex Wiffler on the show tonight. Thank you so much, Alex, for for uh, joining the Wobbly Arrow tonight. Oh, no problem, guys. Glad to be here. Yep, yep. We appreciate it. So, I'm going to give a little bit of quick background. Um, Alex is one of the... I would say he's the man when it comes to archery. He's one of the men. He's one of the big boys. Uh, 2015 Vegas winner. Can you believe yep. that? 2016 Lancaster Classic winner. Uh, yeah. Alex has really accomplished the top tier high level stuff in the world of archery. And uh, Alex, one of the things that interests me about you, and I don't know the answer to it, is 
you started young uh, with a recurve, right? Um, actually, that's the one thing that just about everyone gets wrong. I've said it a few times in an interview, but um, how about if I just go through that, you know, how I started and everything yeah, like that? sure, that'd be great. It. Okay, so the actual story is everyone thinks that I started with recurve, but I actually started with a compound and shot it for about four years and then got that crazy Olympic bug. You know, that I think most people get at some point like, oh, I'm going to do this and this is going to be great. And then shot recurve for about a yeah, two and a half years ish. Okay. Then broke my finger, my middle finger in half, switched to compound because I didn't want to lose my last junior world. I did pretty well, uh, set like three world records, won a few nationals, got a few world medals. And then I was like, okay, I'm going back to recurve. I know I did pretty well in compound, but I'm going back to recurve. And then I shot recurve for eh, about six to eight months. I don't remember exactly, but it was about six to eight months. And then my finger just hurt too much. Like I literally just, I couldn't do it anymore. It's just how the break happened and stuff. It was every single shot that I made, I was just in constant pain with it. Was it your shooting hand? Yeah. Yeah. It was my right, right, right hand. My middle finger is the one I broke in half, uh, just at the second joint. Wow. So Yeah. It was, and yeah, you're probably wondering how, how I did that. No, it wasn't archery related. Um, it was actually way dumber than that. Uh, <laughs> do you guys know what disc golf is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I love disc golf. I think disc golf is amazing. I'm, I'm pretty decent occasionally. Um, well, it was like a 600-foot hole, and I didn't see a metal post. Yep. You guys can probably put two and two together oh, with that. So I came back and was doing a long drive and bam. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah, cow. Was, really? That yeah. Sucks. That sucks really yeah. bad. <laughs> it was my big break, so it's okay. And I shoot a recurve too, and I couldn't imagine just the amount of pressure you put on that second knuckle. Oh, yeah. Every time you draw oh, yeah. back. And it probably wasn't a light bow either, was it? Oh, no. I was shooting about, I mean, the most I ever shot was 54, and... What I what I was shooting at that time was forty eight, so that was forty eight pounds on the tips of my fingers every arrow. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that was like that was some of the hardest. That was a really incredibly hard week for me when I actually was like honest with everybody. Was like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in pain every arrow with this. That was, that was tough. That was that was really really hard because you know this was something that I was training you know ten hours plus a day for. And then to have those conversations of, okay, yeah, this isn't working anymore. Um, I got to do something else. So you've got insight into like the aging athletes, like the UFC fighters or the baseball players, football, whatever sport it is to where when they get to the end of that career, because the body is not working right. I mean, you've experienced that already at a young age. Yeah. I was, um, when that happened, I was 19. Wow. That sucks. Holy cow. So how long did it take you to, to pick up the compound then again? Well, uh, when I went back to compound, I, it was about eight months after that I won Vegas. Oh, (laughs) I thought it was 20 when he won Vegas. I'm like 19 to 20. Uh Holy cow. Yeah. Eight months and you won Vegas. Yeah. Um, Vegas was the second shoot I was a pro at. Wow. Wow. My mind is blown right now. (laughs) Some people. Yeah. So the first. So I thought it was kind of cool because I um, I'd signed with Matthews as at a regional contract about maybe three months before that. 
like three months. Wow. And I I shot Lancaster. Well, I shot the Iowa Pro Am was my first shoot with a Matthews, and then I went to the to Lancaster. That was my first shoot as a pro, and I did pretty well. I got knocked out one round before the top eight. I never shot a three hundred in a tournament before. I might have shot one, and I was like, I, I can tell you, I was, I knew I was going to win Vegas the year I went there. I'm not even going to lie. Really? Like, I told, yeah, I, I literally told my friend before we get there because I was like, I don't know, I'm not going to go this year, and I called him up. And I said, dude. You have to be there to watch me win Vegas this year. Really? Just that on, huh? That's some confidence. I, I, I was shooting about four to six scores a day. And uh, were, six, were they? Six days a week. And I was shooting, on average, 28 to 30 X's a score. Oh, wow. wow. That's And impressive. that was every day. And I, I got to say, I, I was shooting amazing. And uh, the only reason I can say this and it isn't cocky is because I actually won. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if it, if it, been, it would have been really cocky. Got the but since I won, it's not. It was confidence. That's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, absolutely. So what was the pressure like, the mental pressure? I mean, going in with that attitude like, hey, I got this. I've been shooting, you know, four to six games a day for six days a week. I got this. Did that relieve some of the mental pressure or as, as you know, people are piling up nine hundreds, does the pressure start to start to build? I, you know what? I got to say mentally wise, I was in such a good spot when I won, I would look, I would check the scores and be like, Oh, you know, after the first day I was like, okay, you know, there was X amount of people. And, all. and then I would check the next day and be like, Oh, okay. That's just less people I have to beat now. Wow. Like I, I got to say I was in a really, really good spot. And I, I know again, that probably sounds crazy to actually say that but that that's what was going through my head on the days leading up to that was oh okay so and so dropped well that's one less person i'm gonna have to be cool <laughs> that's a that's a winner's <laughs> champion's attitude so let let, and, me, let let me ask this is is it hard now to keep that oh yeah oh yes absolutely so it just do you remember the point in time when you just lost it or, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Look, I'll be honest. I, I'm not going to BS. Like, I had a rough year last year. I had a lot of stuff, you know, both personally and professionally that I was going through. And yeah, it, it got to me last year. I didn't have a stellar year. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say there's definitely ups and downs with it, and it's it's hard to it. it frankly, it's just hard to win all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially with the level of competitors that you're at, you know, the guys oh, yeah. that you're competing with week in and week out. Oh yeah. I think the time that year when I won Vegas that it, it that it hit me like oh I can actually do this was was the last end that I shot. Oh no kidding. Um I was I'll be honest I had been shooting so well I shot um I shot a 300 with 28 Xs each day and each day I was like oh the first day I shot 28 I'm like okay that's not bad to start off. Second day I'm like crap, I shot another 28. I really need to pick this up for tomorrow. And then the next day I was like, okay, I just shot 28 again. Really? Are you kidding me? Like, okay. Yep. And and that was just personally me. And I was like, it, looking back on that, I was like, no, that was stupid. That was really good shooting. I shouldn't have been like, 
oh, I dropped two X's. No, that was incredible shooting. Yeah. <laughs> 90 shots I dropped. How many X's through the weekend? Yeah, <laughs> but I dropped that in the first two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The most uh, surreal point for me was I was walking back from the target, and you know, the first round when you're in the shootout, you're like, okay, just got to make the good shots, whatever. You know, just get through the first round. You know, and I shot three X's, and it goes down, and then it drops to seven, and then you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, you know, just three more arrows. And I remember I shot my first two, and they were really good shots. And that second one, I got up to full draw, and I'm like. I was kind of bobbling a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I could, oh, wait, this is Vegas. I'm in the shootout. I'm not going to force it. Like, let's just regroup, start over. Yeah, because <laughs> generally, if you, like, if it's a eh shot, okay, you know, it could go either way, but then it, you kind of have that thought, oh, wait, this is the shootout in Vegas. I should I should probably, like, start over and make a really good shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then walking back, when it cut to two people from there, I was, I was talking to Levi, and he came over to me. He goes, hey. It just hit me. The worst we can do is second. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. That's when it kind of like hit me. But walking down after I shot those last three arrows, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought I'd lost. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my first one was out and I knew it. It was it kind of bobbed a little bit and was out by just a hair. Second one, half shaft 10. And I'm like, dang it. And that third one, or no, I'm sorry, the first one barely clipped it, and then the next two were out. And I was like, you were so stupid. This was your best chance. I can't believe it. I just I just blew it. Yep. I could have won this. I just blew it. And I can tell you, that was the longest 60 feet I have ever walked. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <clears throat> so was it like a walk of shame? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> completely. I was walking, and I was just like, wow, I just, I completely just blew that. Okay. Yep, I just I just blew that. And then um, an archer who I absolutely just completely respect more than just about anybody was Jesse. And he, he came up to me, and I'm just staring at my target, just like willing those two arrows to hit the 10. And he looks at me and goes, well, how does it feel just to have won Vegas? And I'm like, I, I missed two. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I missed two. He goes, well, go look at his target. And I looked over, and I looked at the first one. I'm like, oh, he missed one. Well, at least they'll think it was close. Oh, he missed two. Wait, did we tie? And then I see the third arrow and it was out and I was like, and it wasn't clicking to me. And it, it took me like probably five minutes after that to actually like realize that I had won. Holy cow. I had to, I had to like look at uh, NFAA on their website for about a month after that to make sure it was real. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So I assume that next day you probably got a call from Matthews to bump you up from regional contract. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, yeah, we definitely <laughs> talked after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wondered about that this year when Bobby Eeler won shooting the Martin bow. I thought, hmm, I'll bet he's getting a phone call. You know, sure. nobody, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean this in a weird way or anything, but nobody understands what it's like to win Vegas unless you've done it. Like you can, you can read all the books, you could be there for it, but until you've actually physically won it and been there. No one realizes how much it changes your life. Really? I feel oh like yeah. It'd be like the same as one of the Daytona 500 or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's 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 different. Like nobody, it it completely changes it. Really? No kidding. Oh yeah. That for the better. Is there any? Oh, negatives? I, you know what? Oh well, of course. I mean, there's there's pluses and minuses to everything. Um, 
I, I would say mostly positives. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it does. It, it changes, it changes your perspective on archery. At least it did for me. Um, I was able to make it my full-time job, but yeah, I mean, it definitely, it, it changes it. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I don't mean that in a bad way either. I mean, sure. I wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, that's incredible, but yeah, you know, it definitely, it definitely changes it. So what about when you won, um, Lancaster the following year? Um, did you go into that tournament with the same, um, thought process, mental edge of I'm going to win this thing? You know what? Honestly, that one was different for me. Um, I had gotten that bow cause that was the Halon that I was shooting at the time. I had gotten that bow a little bit before that, maybe four weeks. So not, not very long. And I was like, Oh, okay, let's, let's see how this is shooting. And it was, it was shooting really well for me. I had like a weird weight setup, but I was just pounding with it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, we'll see how this goes. I actually shot a 330 there and a 300 with 28. Oh, wow. So like I was, I shot really well there and I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. And then there was Stormageddon yep. and they canceled the one day and I was like, okay. And I sat in my hotel room looking and I was like, oh, wait, I get contingency checks. I should probably reward myself and get a knife. I'm a huge knife fanatic. I think knives are amazing. Oh, really? So, oh, I, yeah, well, I, I really, I have a knife thing. Well, later we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I'd like to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I, I found out they canceled the one day. So then I went there the second day and I'm like, oh, worst I can do is third. Okay, that kind of takes a lot of pressure off. Shot against Braden was my first match, and we we both tied. I don't remember what score, but then we went to a one arrow shoot off, and I bobbled and shot a ten instead of an X. And I'm like, crap! I just gave it to Braden. Okay, he's not he's not gonna give this to me. Okay, well we tied, and then I was like, wow, I just I just got a lucky break here because Braden's an incredible shooter, and he doesn't he rarely ever misses. Yeah, and I was like, well, I have to put this dead center. Because this, this, I'm not going to get another, I'm not going to get another chance. Put mine, put mine in the center, and he barely misses. I was like, oh, cool. Go against Rio. My first match, I shoot eleven. I think it was, yeah, I shot eleven, eleven, eleven. I think. Well, he shoots eleven, ten, ten. I'm like, holy crap! I just got a two point lead on my first three arrows. That's those are gifts. Like that doesn't happen. Who does yep, that? Right. Like who gets who gets two points on a world class shooter like that? That doesn't happen. Yep. And then I just was able to keep it together and shoot strong from there. So I wouldn't say I went in with the same attitude of, yeah, you know what? I'm going to win. This, this is going to be awesome. Um, but I definitely came in with an attitude of, you know what? I'm shooting well. Let's see how this goes. Cool. And I, I assume the contingency checks for first were big enough to buy a few knives. I got a few knives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> knives, knives are like. Knives are really, really cool. I like knives. So uh, let's talk about the knife collection then. How many knives are we talking? Are you allowed you know, to say? Yo, yeah, I, I, I don't have. I, okay, I don't have a huge collection of knives, but the knives I have are nice. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. So I probably only have about seven or eight knives right now. Okay, so not not like crazy huge, but I did after I won Vegas. One of the things I got, well, pretty much the only like nice thing I got for myself was I actually got a custom-made knife. Oh, really? Sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. What uh, yeah. are Now, are these like standard knives? Are these like specialty blades? 
these are specialty pretty much. Okay. Okay. Well, do you yeah. know, you, you shoot in the ASA, uh, known, known pro, right? Correct. So do you know, um, Spitz or Hudson from the known pro? Uh, I think I've heard his name, but I'm, I'm terrible with okay. names and faces, he's, so I, I don't he, know. He's, they call him red beard, big red beard and red hair, uh, tall, okay. tall lanky guy. He's, okay. he's from Terre Haute, Indiana, which is right next to us. And he's a friend of the Ooh. show. He, uh, he was big in knives when he was younger. Okay. Yeah. He was big into that specialty type knife stuff. That's Ooh, something I have to talk to him. I was going to say next, next time you guys run into each other at a, at a pro-am, you guys need to visit and talk shop on the knives. He would probably I like enjoy this that. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I mean, who doesn't like knives? Knives are just amazing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, awesome. So, yeah. So going into ASA is the mental game different for you? going yeah. to an ASA shoot. What, oh yeah. What what's different for you? Um you know what? I'm I'm really really trying to to figure it out. It's you know, I, I I'm not I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm the type of person who was going to walk into an ASA and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to walk in and win these. This is so easy." No, it's not. Like I know the caliber of shooters that are going there. It's not just yeah, I'm going to walk in and win this because this is so easy. It's 20 arrows. No, I mean, you have to have a strategy. Um, but yeah, it's it's completely different. It, it is it is completely different. FIDA, I have my shot routine. I've been doing it for 12 years. It's knock your arrow, get up there, shoot. I don't have to find the middle. Yeah. Where this, it's, it's a lot different. I have to try to find it. Okay, do I go for this one? Do I not go for it? Is it... Am I going to get a glance out is, you know, do I have to go for the safe shot? Cause it's a black target in the shadow and I'm starting like there's, there's a lot to it. So uh-huh. yeah, I would say it's, I would say it's almost more strategy than anything else. So are you, what power lens are you running on your ASA bow? Um, I'm running a four, a four. So when I'm you run a four for everything, when you say I'm going, am I going to go for it and be aggressive? Like let's say it's a 43 yard shot with your four power lens. Can you see the rings? Uh, you know, it really depends on what the target looks like. I would say a lot of the time, I would say if it's like 35 and in, I can pretty much see all of them. Okay. Past that, flip a coin sometimes. So if you're if you're not first on the stake, if you're shooting with somebody and let's say Donnie Thacker's with you and he puts one in the 12, then you've got something to aim for, right? Yeah. Correct. So that probably makes it a little bit easier knowing that, you know, being able to look with binoculars and be like, oh, he's sitting in the 12. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, correct. Do, okay. You, do you find yourself being more aggressive in ASA versus shooting Vegas or any, anything like that? Actually, like, and it's weird. I don't mean to be. I actually find myself being a little more cautious, to be honest. And which, which is weird. Like, I go up there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be really aggressive on this one. And I go and I like start to get a little bit weak in my shot. And I'm like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. I, I can see the, the ring. <laughs> so I actually like, I have to force myself to shoot a more aggressive shot than I, I feel comfortable with. And I, I think it's just cause I over aim it a little bit. Cause I want to like make sure it's right there in the 12. Yep. Yep. So do your shots tend to take longer outdoors on a 3d target than they do indoors? Like um, I would say the front half. Yes. Cause I'm trying to find it. But the back half is usually pretty pretty close to the same. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's good news. So for the for the people who are listening, we're talking about 
you want your your shots to uh, kind of be in the same time period every time when you step up to the stake once you come to full draw and you're aiming. Um, yeah. Sometimes people get in the habit of they're trying to aim harder so their shot's not going off breaking like it should instead of standing yep. up there and making a strong good shot. Like I have some people that shoot here that are four seconds. I mean, you can count it off every single time. It's going to be around four seconds. And yeah. when, when you watch them on a longer target and it gets up, you're counting six, seven, eight, nine. You know what's happening. Right. Yeah. They're second guessing themselves and they're not, you know, doing their shot. And yep. I, I think that's what Alex is referring to when he. Yeah. When he, so when I say when I'm referring to the front half of my shot, I shoot with a click. So I try to put all my aiming in front of the click. So I get on target, and as soon as I'm comfortable with it going off, I hit the click, and then I just go with um, my shot process after that, and I try to keep that part exactly the same. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. That's nice. that's good advice. Yeah. I, I know this is completely off topic, but do you remember the last shoot you had? Like um, The guy shooting at the elk, where it didn't even seem like he actually got... On the elk, yeah, yeah, I, did. I don't know how he got on it so fast. Yeah, like it was almost like he was shooting a recurve. He was drawing back so fast and then letting it go. I was like, did he even look to his peep sight before he shot? <laughs> <laughs> he so, may have had sorry. He may have had some target panic or something. That's how he shoots. It Maybe might be. he snap shoots. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Well, we had one guy. Sorry, Alex. Take just a second. This no topic thing. Um, we had one guy that shows up there and he's got a 20, a 30 and a 40 yard pin and they're spaced way out. So, you know, his bow's not that fast. Right. And it's his first time ever shooting at the elk. We do a, a giveaway at, at the archery course I run where we give away a hundred bucks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's $5 to get in. You get one ticket into the drawing and then you get to shoot three arrows about 86 to 92 yards at this elk across the pond. And every arrow you stick in the elk, you get another ticket. Nice. So people love doing it because they just love shooting at the elk across the pond. Well, yeah. this, this joker shows up with three pins, 20, 20, 30, 40, and an older bow. And I'm like, do you want some advice on where to put that 40-yard pin? You know, He's like, nope, I got this. I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll handle it. I'm like, you sure? And his friends are like busting his balls laughing, you know, like, oh, watch your mess. He's going to mess. He put three arrows right in the vitals of that elk. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you did know wow. what you were doing. You're either really lucky or he, you've been doing that at home. All right. Yeah. So Hustling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could have. He could have hustled his buddies. He should have, you know, bet him Pereiro. Yeah. Sure How much, have. boys? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a good time out here on the course. So awesome. you're currently shooting for PSE. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Um, how how long have you been PSE? Is it a couple of years? Um, it's it's. I'm going in on my second year right now. Okay. What what model uh, PSE are you shooting? Um, I'm shooting the Perform X right now. Okay. Okay. And that bow's doing well for you. I take it. You know what? Yeah. I, uh, I gotta, I gotta give a huge shout out to Lewis Holmes. He really helped me at the last ASA. I was having some dipping problems and I, I, you know, I thought it was okay. It's probably my weight set up or this and that. And he gave me some advice about moving my knocking point, completely cleared it up and made it help so much. So, so like, you, you were dipping below, like if you're aiming 12, you would be aiming low. Yeah, yeah, like I was sitting there and I'd just dip a little bit and then come back up and dip a little bit. And I was like, okay, it's kind of weird, but it's, oh, it completely changed how the bow was feeling. So I'm, yeah, it's awesome. So where where was your arrow tuned prior to Lewis's fix? Was it through the burger hole? Yeah, it was right right through the middle of the burger hole. Um, I, and I usually, um, I'll put a T-square on there. Uh-huh. 
and I'll just do it just slightly high on it. So maybe like the bottom of my arrow is dead even with the burger hole. Okay. With the center so of I'm the just, burger hole? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gotcha. just slightly high. Yep. Well, Lewis told me with a center shot bow like this that you measured the axle to axle and put the D loop and the knocking points straight in the middle. Whoa. So your knocking point should be dead center. And how far off the burger hole is that? Um, actually I, I'm to the bottom of the burger hole right now. So it wasn't not, not a huge thing, okay. but off of where I had my knocking point before okay. I was a quarter inch off. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. 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 And I was like, well, I shot a miss the first day at the ASA cause I ranged a tree instead of a target. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, bad. No. Luck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know what? It happens. It's it's part of the learning curve. Yeah, is that where but, you um, ranged the branch? It was like hanging down by the target. Yep, okay. Yep. Yep. So I was like, well, I might as well try it. You know, this would be a good learning experience. You know, instead of going home and trying it, because I'm sorry, there's nothing like tournament pressure. I don't I don't care if it's a local state shoot or Vegas. There's you you can't duplicate that at home. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll try it. Tried it. Oh my gosh, hands down, it shot amazing. No kidding. Yeah. So have you have you done that to your indoor bow to see if it if that holds true on paper, or your, maybe your feet bow or whatever? Um. So I, I'm really I'm really lazy when it comes to bows. Like I hate setting up bows. <laughs> so I don't have. I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, I have an indoor bow. I have an outdoor bow. I have, you know, this. Like I got I got two bows. I got I got a 3D bow set up right now and a feet bow. Okay. So I took I took my indoor bow and set it up for Fida. Okay. So are so you I, are you going to run the same type of of trick where you measure for the Fida? Yep. Yep. I've tried it on the two bows right now. Oh my gosh! For like spots and stuff, shoots so well. Like it 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 up it up my scores. No kidding. Yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome advice. Yeah. Fantastic advice. So do you get, do you ever get, um, called by PSE to come down and, and shoot new bows and maybe give input on designs and stuff like that? Um, I, I have, I've been down there, you know, I, that's one thing I really got to say about PSE that I love. They listen to their archers. Like, I really, I really feel like they're a company that's like, okay, what can we do to do better? You know, what, what do you guys like? What do you don't like? They're always in contact and they're, they're really if I give them bad input or if I give them good input, you know, um, feedback, I'm sorry, not input. Um, they listen to both of it and I, I really got to respect them for that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Pete's got a heck of a company. Um, yeah, it's, it's really been a pleasure working with them. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I have zero complaints about PSE. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. I just picked up PSE here in the shop, um, last fall, early, early winter nice yeah yeah they've been they've treated me well so far they've 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 been there um haven't really had any issues to be honest but anytime i have questions or anything like at ata i wanted to talk to the engineers about since i just picked up pse about their cam system and how it tunes and this kind of stuff and they were fantastic um answered all my questions you know um i i I had already signed up and already been taking delivery of bows, but I felt even better after leaving ATA after talking to, to some of the yeah. engineers uh, yeah. ab- about where they're at, where they're headed. 
you know, customers sometimes they give you stories about, well, I had a PSE eight years ago and the limbs blew off of it. Well, I'm a dealer now and I haven't had any limbs blow off anything yet. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's good to hear those kind of stories about I PSE. mean, eight years ago, who hasn't had a bow blow up eight years ago? Yeah, I mean, right. the technology yeah. just yeah. moved so much since then. Oh, yeah. I don't even feel like it's a fair comparison to even say that, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. And well, like you may have owned a Bowtech three years ago. Then, the <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think every company at some point has had problems. Yeah. I do. I, I literally can't think of any bow company that hasn't had some issues with, you know, limbs, the riser or something. I mean, that's just, that's just part of it. You're going cables. To. There's all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yep. Yep. I would agree. One little minor detail uh, that, you know, none of us would ever think about could be the biggest difference. Well, and, and I think the difference too is um, <coughs> internet, social media, some chat boards, message boards, whatever people will take one little thing that happened to one isolated incident and run with it. Like it happens everywhere. Yes. Oh and, yeah. And then they come in here and they're like, well, you're the dealer for him. You tell me. And it's like, no, that's not true that I haven't yeah. seen it, you know? Yeah. And upset. Oh we, yeah. We shoot Both of us, we both shoot obsession and it's, we've, I've heard a million problems with uh, their limbs as far as limbs starting to not crack, but uh, it's like the carbon starts to split. Yeah. Delaminate or whatever. Yeah. Delaminate. Uh, yep. And I've never seen anything or actually known somebody that yeah, did it personally. But out of all the yeah, you hear it all the time. I've sold, I've had two limbs go bad. That's yeah. it, ever. So. And you're working with carbon, too. You're working yeah. with laminate and carbon, and they're pushing so many. It's hard to tell how many bows each company makes. You're going to get problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And and you know what? It could be as simple as they got a defective piece of carbon. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, you're you're exactly right. So. I, I work, uh, my full-time job, I, I work for a John Deere dealer. I'm an IT manager. And um, we even say in the John Deere world, John Deere is one of the leading manufacturers for agricultural equipment, turf equipment. The warranty doesn't mean that it's not going to break. The warranty means that if it does break, we'll pay for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that carries over into archery as well. Um, yeah, I agree. So t- tell us about um, GPO binoculars, optics. Yeah, you know what? I got a. Um, I'm really, really pleasantly surprised by them, because I I was sponsored by Zeiss for a number of years. I think it was like three or four years ish. I don't remember exactly how long, but I'd shot with them for a long time, and um, they they weren't having a pro staff anymore. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, I have stuff. I don't really need optics. I, was like, I have stuff, but let's let's look around. They they contacted me. And I was like, well, I'll take a look at him. You know, I'm not going to just say no or whatever. And he sent me a pair of optics, the 10 by 42s, which was the same as what I was using with the Zeiss. And I was absolutely blown away by them. I mean, they were about a third of the price. So my first instinct was, okay, are they going to be as good? Right. Can something a third of the price be as good? And I, yeah, that, that was that was my first thought. So once I checked them, hands down i thought they were as good absolutely as good in every way the um the light acquisition through the entire optic of the big 10 by 42s was i think it was 94 percent. oh wow so they're really extremely bright so is that um gpo what does that stand for alex Uh, it stands for german precision optics and, and this company's out of, based out of Germany? Yes, correct. Okay, okay. 
And currently, um, how does it work? Are they dealers only? Or are there stores carrying them? Yeah. Um, no, there are stores carrying them. Lancaster is actually a dealer for them also. Oh, okay. So people can go to Lancaster Archery and yep. uh, see them there? Yeah, correct. Okay. What uh, what kind of feedback are you getting? I noticed at the last ASA shoot you were set up with the booth. Yep. How, yep, that was the first... That was the first booth um, that we had set up in the archery realm. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, how, how was the feedback from the fellow shooters? Honestly, didn't have any bad feedback. Good. Good. Which was nice. You know, I, uh, it's always nice to get out there and actually, you know, field test the product, you know, see what people think about it and stuff. Yep. But it was nice. Didn't have anything bad, you know, sold some binoculars, got some good stuff going. Good. Um, so yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It was, it was nice. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. What uh, can you can you talk about? Maybe a price point on like a set of ten by forty twos. Yeah, absolutely. The ten by forty two HDs are nine ninety nine. Okay. And then the EDs, which is more of the price point glass, is I want to say right around five hundred dollars. Okay. Either four, it's either four fifty or five hundred. Okay. I don't remember off the top of my head. Perfect. But I gotta say, we're the only price point binocular that has a magnesium frame. So you okay. still get that high quality glass and frame yep. just in a lower price point. Okay. Very cool. Well, I made the mistake years ago. I don't remember what year it was. I went down to Coleman to the classic and was shooting and it was on the team shooting. This guy had this pair of, um, Swarovski's 10 power, yeah. 10 by 42 Swarovski's. And every time he would go to shoot, he would just toss them on the ground. He didn't have like a, a lanyard for him or anything. Ooh. And I'm watching him, you know, set him on the ground and I'm like, man, I'm going to ask him if I can look through those on the next target since he's just tossing them on the ground. And and I asked him, I said, sir, would you mind if I l- looked at the target through those while you're shooting? And he kind of laughed at me. He goes, you sure you want to? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I think so. He's like, okay, but you're going to want to throw your Bushnells in the trash because <laughs> I had you know cheap Bushnell bone collector or something. And uh, my goodness, when I pulled those binoculars up, it was like somebody set up stage lighting in the woods on that target. I could see every yep. detail. I was like, <gasps> this is what good glass is. Oh, oh my gosh. There's an ant on that. You know, you don't think, think there's a huge hit. difference. You know, when you get sticker shock from some of the optics, you're like, okay, you know, what is really going to be the difference between this? But it's, it's surprising. Yeah. You know, I've, I've learned a lot about optics over the last few months and it, there is, there's a big difference. You know, you optics are one of the things you generally pay for what you get. Yeah, absolutely. And they last. I, I yeah. have some guys that bought really good glass back in the seventies that are still using it. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's a, it's an investment that you make and you don't have to make it all the time. It's you invest in it and that's it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And what's the warranty like for GPO? Are they, are they, do they have a good warranty? Oh yeah. We have a, we have a really, really good warranty. Yeah. Um, lifetime of the optics warranty. So it's not any of the, okay, you need the box or anything like that. Um, this is, this would be, let me give you a story. This is the best way that I can describe the warranty for GPO. Okay. So there was a guy hunting. He was at a lodge and dropped his rifle out of a tree stand. And there's not really going to be any optics that could hold up to that. I mean, dropped it out of a tree stand. It happens. And he called up GPO and said, Hey, you know what? I dropped it out of the tree stand. It broke. And Mike, who's the owner of, the company said, you know what? We should have built the optics better and sent him a new one. Wow. Really? That's yep. cool. <clears throat> That's really cool. 
So it's really a product that we stand by, that we stand by, not stand by. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very good. Well, that's, uh, I'm anxious to uh, look through a pair. I need to get my hands on yeah, that. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're not going to be at Texas, but we'll be at the next one. Okay. So you should definitely stop by and, t- and check us out. Yeah, definitely. If Justin and I have been talking about um, possibly if he gets the weekend off, uh, maybe making the Metropolis, Illinois shoot in June. Okay. Will you, I'll be at that one, too. Will you be at that one? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Good, 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 good. We will definitely, um, if we can if we can make it happen, we'll definitely look you up and maybe get you on the show just a quick five, ten minute plug for GPO or something or PSA awesome. Heck yeah. at Metropolis. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So something else I want to cover that's non-archery related is your middle name. I, I was researching today, pulled you up on the internet, and your middle name is Wolfgang. That is true. It is. It is Wolfgang. So how cool? Yeah, my full name is Alexander Wolfgang Wiffler. So how cool are your parents? They have to be some of the coolest parents going. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now is yeah. that a is, is it a family name, Alex? No, no, not that I know of. At least they just like the way it rolled out of their rolled off the tongue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, I know I was there, but I don't really remember being named. So I couldn't, you know, understand, understand. Touche. Yeah, touche. <laughs> Something else I saw while I was researching you today is that you like to perform improv. I do. Yeah, so, absolutely. Stand up and improv. I really, I really do enjoy that. So stand up is in like you're a stand up comedian. Um, I've definitely tried it a few times. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. I don't have nearly enough time to do it as much as I'd like, but yeah, I, I, anytime I feel like anytime you can be in front on stage in front of people is a good time. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's an adrenaline rush. Yes. Oh yeah. So doing like the improv I'm picturing, whose line is it anyway? Is it similar to that? Um, yeah, I would say it's pretty similar to that. Yeah. That's an improv based show. Yeah. That's more of a game segment show, but yeah, I would definitely say that's pretty similar. So it's kind of the same thing. Similar. I mean, you're up there with a group of people and you're feeding off each other and. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's interesting. So do you still do that? Um, I haven't done that one in about two years and that's just because where I was taking classes, I never had enough time to finish it. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break from this and then come back to it and. I haven't, I haven't had time. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, oh yeah. So then I was like, okay, well I'm going to get into the stand up a little bit and I really enjoy that. I mean, when you're on planes or whatever, you have time to kind of just sit and, you know, write and do stuff like that. But then also with that, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I have all the stuff that I've written and no time to do it because that also takes time. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Okay. So how, yeah. how long, let's say that, we said, you know, you got 30 days. How long of a set could you do in 30 days? How long? Yeah. Like if, how if much material? How to much? Write, to, like, how oh much gosh. material do you already have that you could polish up in 30 days? And I mean, could you do 15 minutes? Could you do 30? Oh, I could do probably an hour. Oh, no kidding. Oh, easily. Wow. A good hour or a boot off stage hour? <laughs> I mean, uh, it depends on what kind of comedy you like. <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you clean? Are you dirty? Are you a mix? Um, no, I was, I'm, I'm pretty clean. I, I generally, the way I look at it is that, yes, there's a time and a place for everything, but I generally try to keep it more on the intellectual humor. Okay. Kind of snarky and sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I push I push the boundaries a little bit, but I, w- I would generally try to say, you know, generally cleaner side. I don't. It, it, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. When I when I read that you did improv, I thought, how interesting is that? So pressure wise, well, you're doing improv. What's your day job? Oh, I shoot a compound bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm What's a professional that? athlete. No, no, right. no, I know I don't look like it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Do you hunt? I love hunting. Hunting's amazing. I suck at hunting, but I love hunting. Uh, you can't suck at hunting. It's just whether or not you killed anything. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you say that, but when when you sit out there and yeah, I'm not I'm not good at hunting. What do you hunt? What, what are you not good at? Did the 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 getting close yes. to the animals, the the patience? Well, okay. So in saying that, I've only tried it for about three years. Okay. So I'm still like pretty new at it. Yep. I would say that that's pretty new. Yep. But um, yeah, just sitting in a field, not moving and being quiet is really hard. Okay. Yep. Okay. I get. I was gonna say because you uh, to be bad at hunting, to get information on hunting, you couldn't be around a better group of people. <laughs> hey, you know what? I am. <laughs> I am more than ready to take any info that I can. No kidding. Oh, heck yeah. I take, I have no problems admitting what I don't know. And hunting is something I do not know. (laughs) So are you close to where you can hunt? I mean, the hunting ground, is it fairly close to where you're at, where you live? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's out my back door and about 200 yards away. Oh, perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, you need to maybe get someone to mentor you, take you under their wing, and then come look at your property and tell you where to put stands and how to make improvements and that kind of stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that do that. Yeah. A lot. Yep. I've got some some really good friends who are really good at it. They've helped me. In fact, the biggest deer I've ever killed, one of my good friends helped me target him and figure out where he's going to be and how I'm going to kill him. And I mean, it actually it worked. Well, the problem is, it's just it's just the time thing. I mean, last year I didn't even get a hunting license for around here because I, I figured it out, and I would I would have been able to go out about four days. Oh, no kidding! And I was like, okay, at that point, it's not even worth it. Yeah, you know, I mean, by the time that you know, if I do get something in that, if I don't necessarily get it in that day, and I have to track it, I'll I, I don't feel like it's right to shoot something and then not be able to track it the next day if I have to. Well, you got the, let's be- face you it, get the best part of hunting down there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. That's, that's part of hunting. You're not, it's not going to shoot it and drop all the time. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, very good, Alex. I want to thank you again for, um, taking time out of your day and your schedule. I know you're a busy guy. Um, I appreciate you, uh, stopping by the wobbly arrow for us. Oh, heck yeah. No problem. Anytime. And we will, uh, we'll stay in touch across Facebook. Everybody, how, how do they find you on your social media, Alex? Um, if you go to Alex Whiffler Archery, that's where you can find me on there. I got a YouTube channel that's Alex Whiffler, and then on Instagram, I'm Alex Whiffler too. It's just pretty simple. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So everybody will check you out and give you a like and a follow, and we'll we'll awesome. stay in touch. And if if we happen to uh, be lucky enough to get to go to Metropolis, we will definitely set something up with you. Oh yeah. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. All right. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah. No problem. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.